Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Nerd Order Music interview. Today, we have a very special guest, the UK band known as Deter. What's up, guys? Thanks so much. Me. Good. Thank you for being here. Shall we get started? Yeah. yeah All right. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Um, well, we're a post hardcore band from Glasgow um, in Scotland, and we formed in 2017. Um, this is not like the founding like lineup has changed. Um, me and Jamie are actually the founding members, but we all met in college pretty much. And we were just like the starter band and we've been going since then. Nice. All right. Yeah, that sums up where we were and where we're at. I mean, we've obviously had quite a few different members come and go, but this is the most solid lineup we've had. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess the pandemic's a huge part of that as well. There's no point quitting a band during a pandemic. Yeah. How did you all meet? Oh, so like yeah. I said, um, we met in college um, doing a music course, of course. Um, we all went to the same college. Um, me, Jamie and Sean were in the same year. and Dylan was above us by a year. Um, and we just thought, yeah, me as well. We all like music. We all like even music, I should say. Somewhat, I guess, yeah. I like the beats. <laughs> yeah, he likes the beats. <laughs> so where did your journeys into music begin? Oh, mine started super early. Like, I think my big brother, he was obviously huge into music. He still is. And he constantly just put on bands like, you know, Deftones, Limp Bizkit, Metallica, Slipknot, and that kind of thing. And just watching him play in bands and stuff growing up, that was it for me, really. You guys can speak, by the way. Hi. Uh, my first gig was when I was 15 at a local bar. Uh, I... That <laughs> I yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of, oh, on you. <laughs> yeah, I got into music through my uncle. My uncle was really into like, metal and heavy stuff and practiced guitar regularly, really loud when I visited my grandparents' house. So through him, I got into like, my heavier like, influence, like, eventually some full tribute and stuff, and I just took it for I was absolutely fascinated with guitar and music and just, just went with it, rolled with it, wanted to be in a band and work with fellow musicians. Yeah, I think my, my introduction to music is kind of similar to Jamie, where like my brother and his older mates would listen to like new metal bands like Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit and Slipknot, and from that I found like punk bands like Green Day, and then I always just like... It's what made me want to play guitar when I was a wee guy. And I've just kind of always been doing that. So, yeah. Nice. So how would you describe the music you guys make? Oh, I would say it's probably a blend of, like, pop-punk, post-hardcore, emo. And I guess there's a little metal influence in there because we all do listen to, like, some heavier, more technical stuff. So it's just like, it's just sad core, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Sad core is pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just sad post-hardcore music, really, isn't it? No boundaries. <laughs> so how would the songwriting process go for you? Like, how does it all come together? 
Um, I think it's fair to say, like, I'm the main songwriter, but we'll kind of, like, riff off each other. Like, I'll come up with an idea, we'd come, come into our practice, and Jamie's always got, like, a bank of lyrics, so he's always got something that will fit the song. Um, it's kind of always been that way, so, like, me and Jamie always been kind of, like, the main kind of songwriters of it, I guess. And then the other guys kind of add their, like, um, yeah, textures. To be fair, though, like, um, the more recent stuff we've written has definitely been more collaborative, like, since the lineup change and stuff, like, everybody has a much bigger input. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, like Johnny said, obviously, I've always got a bank of lyrics. I'm writing pretty much all the time. I don't really write the melodies much unless I'm writing to the song. So, like, I'll always have the lyrics done before. Like, the music, and then I just tweak it and make it fit. But writing lyrics is just a kind of normal part of my day, and it just carries over into the band. How's been? How has it been making music during the pandemic? Impossible. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> One word for it. Um, up until pretty recently, we didn't really have the equipment or the means to do that, which obviously sucks. But like, I think we'd be a lot more kitted up and set out to make music without needing to be in the same place now than we were a year ago for example so yeah definitely had a whole lot of opportunities to do that yeah it's been hard for a lot of bands so i do get that with the pandemic and all the lockdowns it's probably been like a nightmare for a lot of groups yeah it's like it kind of just takes the regularity away from everything because you're so used to being in a room with everybody else every single week and then going six eight nine months without being in the same room difficult yeah must drive you insane i could imagine i'm just glad we're getting to like the end of the tunnel like we'll be back together sooner rather than later i guess they're making good progress on that so i can definitely see that Speaking of songs, what was the one? What was the process behind the one you sent me underneath? I really like that one a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> honestly the bane of our existence. Like, I don't think we've ever taken longer to write a song. Like, it's probably had about seven different choruses. Obviously, like Dylan wasn't in the band at all when we wrote that. Um, don't think Sean was either. No, well, he was towards the, the latter stage of like finishing yeah. the song, but like for for the for the bulk of the struggle, he mm-hmm. wasn't like. <laughs> I just get flashbacks to that first chorus we wrote for it, and I'm so glad it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but like, it, was... it started with like you writing a guitar riff intro, pretty much, like which is the one part of the song that's genuinely not changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and, like, we just kind of, like, really struggled. We had kind of had some, like, creative differences with, like, a real bassist about, like, how the chorus should go. I'm like, it needs to be a half-time chorus. And he's like, no, man, that sucks. Obviously, I'm just kind of like, not, that's not what he said, but it was like... No, what he actually said was, the thought of a half-time chorus makes me feel sick, physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll, we'll do it your way. But, um... I think it was like after we kind of parted ways with him, uh, we kind of like settled on a course that actually stuck. And then we went and recorded it like um, last 
Yeah, March, yeah, yeah, like so pretty much a year ago, we've been like sitting on that song, not been able to do anything because of the pandemic. So yeah, that's kind of writing process. I'd also like to throw in the fact we finished writing that song like two days before the last gig with our old bass player. We <laughs> <laughs> can do what we want now. Half time chorus. What was the lyric process behind that one? Um, well, it was, it was a mixture. Like, um, half of the lyrics were kind of written on the spot, to be honest, and they haven't changed since the first couple of writing sessions, but some of them were more, um, I guess, predetermined. Like, I already kind of knew the direction I wanted to go lyrically after the single before it, Iniquity, because I wanted to kind of follow on as an extension. My lyrical process in general is literally just me writing about things I experience and feelings and all that kind of stuff. So it's fairly natural. It's like a diary. That's why I love music like this. It's like it's mostly just heart, soul, and emotion put into it. That's a big reason why I stay with these genres more than anything else. Yeah, you can like, you can feel the emotion. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? It's kind of like um, lyrics is the poetry of music, isn't it? So. Nah, that's all I got. <laughs> I thought you were saying more. I was like, the mic's muted. But yeah, I, I, I totally get that. That's, and that's a big reason why I love these genres, because you can, you, like I said before, you can feel the emotion in it. And for a lot of people, that's life-saving. Which yeah, is what I love. I, I would agree with that. That's um, a massive part of why I do it. It's uh, therapy, I guess. <laughs> but without a doubt. Music, music is one hell of a therapist, honestly. Probably the best therapist you can imagine. Well, it doesn't have business hours for a start. <laughs> There's not a six-month waiting list either. So, yeah, it's pretty um, pretty immediate. Okay, my next question would be, who would you guys love to play with on stage and, and work with in studio? Ooh. All of you answer as many as you want. Go for it. Go nuts. Johnny. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, well, a band like we do work with um, is we've recorded with um, Kieran Smith of Takeo Achilles. He produced the track, and I just love his band so much. Like, I'd be so keen to like support them. Like, if they ever played a gig um, in Glasgow, so they're definitely up there for me. And they're a local band as well. So, yeah, big big influence on me. Yeah, Kieran's uh, <laughs> the man's a musical genius. He plays everything, so he's a really good producer. Uh, for me, if I was to tour with any band, I think I'd want to tour with somebody like Movements. And yeah. dare, I say, <laughs> dare I say it, hold an absence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like any band in that kind of scene, it's like the melodic, hardcore, melodic, post-hardcore scene, you know, it's huge influence on us. Nice. What about you, Dylan? I would probably tour with Trivium or Paris. I know that's like maybe a bit off the ball and, you know, out there, but just because I, I'm inspired by them so much, like, it's just a lot to experience that tour would be like. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Uh, 
I don't know if you like Dan Ashikari. <laughs> I am, man. All right. My next question is, what is the base, best piece of advice you were all ever given when starting music? Do it for yourself. It, like, actually, w w one of the more recent pieces of advice I actually got from um, my friend Matty from the band Decay. They're like a bit bigger than us, but same kind of scene. He, uh, he, he was just like the PR, the numbers and that, they don't fucking matter. You know, like the streams doesn't mean anything. It's about getting people to your show and actually having a connection with them at the show. So I think that probably resonated with me the most. It kind of took the stress off of the whole numbers aspect of being in a band, you know, where you're just like, you're watching the streams, you're watching the post interactions and stuff. Because he's right. I mean, it's kind of meaningless if you don't have that connection with your audience and the people that actually do enjoy what you do. Very well said. I think um, one of the, the pieces of advice that always sticks to me is what one of our um, lecturers, Campbell, always used to say in college, and is uh, excuses are the nails used to build the house of failure. And he'd always say it, like every 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 like uh, class we had with him, and it always just stuck with me. But yeah, it makes sense. Don't make excuses. You know, just go ahead and do it. Damn, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. The man's a wise, wise man. He was actually in a band called Aztec Camera, who were huge in the 80s. So, man knows what he's on about. Nice. Right, what about you, Maybe be do music because you love it, not because you want to make money. And I think that's the most powerful one. <laughs> is just, it, it's a passion of mine, and I can't imagine doing anything else, essentially. Doesn't matter how much money you make for it, it's just as long as you enjoy what you're doing, that's all that matters. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I have to agree, really. As long as you get it for the right reason, and uh, really, I can't really do anything else but music. So. Nice. Right, my next question is What is next for your band? What is the future for Detar? Oh, we have so many plans. <laughs> we are probably going to release more music than we've ever released before. Uh, we're generally moving towards a more self-sufficient route, I guess. Like We want to be able to record our own music, do our own visuals, that kind of thing. We're just kind of taking a step towards that and growing our brand and our ethos, I guess. Like... We're just trying to make it bigger than it is, but do it in a way that's authentic to us and doesn't feel forced and something we can make sufficient in the long term. Thank you. That's probably one of the best responses I've heard in a while. <laughs> what can I say? I like talking. Oh, you and me both, man. <laughs> you and me both. All right. Well, everything I had was essentially answered. Thank you guys so much for your time. This was great. No worries. Thank you so much, man. Sean has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's fixing that fucking strobe light he's got in his room. Or he's just staying very still.
<laughs> and he's in black and white. He's in black and white. Rustic <laughs> Park, if they can't, if we don't move, they can't see us. <laughs> hey, this has been another Nerds Order music interview. I hope you all have a great day and take care. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Anytime. <laughs>